Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Diets. Who likes them? I know I don't because, well, I love to eat and especially whatever I want. And I've got a sweet tooth, just FYI. There are so many different ones out there that claim they work. My guest today has his own take and such a strong conviction and belief in his way that he wrote a book all about it. And I got to tell you, I would have never known Diabetes is a big issue in our country, and especially down here in these parts. So today, my guest hits close to home. Please welcome author of SOS, Stop Only Sugar Diet, Dr. James Sorrell. What's up, Doc? Hey, it's great, great to be here with you, and I really appreciate this. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about this, and I'm, I remain very excited about the book because of the problems with sugar in the United States. You know, Doc, uh, we've been connected through uh, my, our dear friend, Terry Ahola. I've had Terry on my show. He's a US, U.S. ski team member. He's an old pal, and uh, he's, when he sent me a text saying, you've got to reach out to the doctor about this, especially all the times he's visited the Delta, and, and in general, understanding what's going on out there with uh, bad eating habits and, you know, all these Atkins and and low carb and you know and up you know, all these diets are you know sugar whatever you know it's it's wild out there how many choices there are just starting to read dive into your book you told me to start at chapter four um, exactly I'm in trouble because I want you to know that for many many years my go to snack after a show was uh, <laughs> you're gonna be a box of Juji fruits. Uh, milk duds, uh, Cheetos, Crunchy, uh, and a Diet Coke. So I think I'm in trouble. It's it's amazing that you bring that up because I, I've heard that from so many people. They say, oh, Doc, I can't give up this and my sweet tooth. And I say, well, first of all, you know, I, I can, if you look at Chapter 4, there's a list, there's a no-no list, and there's a list of things that you should be eating. And uh, it's amazing to me how you can find things that are actually good for you that are low in sugar, yet they taste sweet. And uh, it's absolutely amazing. The thing that inspired me to read this book, as a physician, I just noted more and more of my patients were becoming overweight and then going to obese, and the number of people with 
diabetes and pre-diabetes mm-hmm. was really shocking to me. For example, uh, there's 86 million people in the United States today that have pre-diabetes, and, and there's another 28 million people that have type 2 diabetes or the one that comes from your diet. Hey, do- so hey doctor, can I interrupt you real quick and just ask you, how do you know when someone has pre-diabetes? What happens is their blood sugars aren't quite to the point where maybe they need to go on the pill or they don't need to go on insulin, but their blood sugars are really up toward the top end and occasionally are, are, are above what you would expect a normal fasting blood sugar to be. Mm-hmm. And it, it's medically diagnosed as pre-diabetes. And the word is, if you don't change your dietary habits and essentially get the sugar out of your diet, you're going to go on to develop type 2 diabetes. Now, type 1 diabetes is the kind you're born with. Right. Fortunately, it's only 5% of, of diabetics in the entire country. 95% of, of diabetes is type 2. And then we're looking at 28 million people. And then the, if you add in the 86 million people that have prediabetes, that adds up to 114 million people, or a third of our population. A third. And, and what, what, wow. what impressed me is I said, well, I figured out how much sugar people are consuming, and then I went into sticker shock over that, if I can give you those numbers. Yeah. The, the, the average consumption of sugar today in the United States is 150 pounds per person per year. Well, that's three pounds a week. And that breaks down to, and this gets people's attention, that's 42 teaspoons of refined sugar per day. I mean, it's shocking. And then when people read the SOS diet book and they learn, well, it isn't that hard to get the sugar out of my diet. And after about two weeks, you know, I thought I had the world's worst or the world's greatest uh, you know, sweet tooth, they find I don't even crave sugar anymore because I get it from other natural things, like I get it from apples and I'm, I, you know, and other much, much, much more healthy things to eat. So, and, and I've had people that used to be diabetics, and it just, just amazes me that if you get the sugar out of your diet, so many dramatic things happen to your health in a very positive way. We're talking to Dr. James Sorrell. Doctor, you you just answered a question. So you can reverse type 2? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The classic example of that is I donated quite a few of my books. I'm a, I'm a veteran. I, I'm an Army veteran. I did six years in the Michigan National Guard, and I'm proud of that. And, 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 and so I donated a bunch of the SOS diet books to a couple of the local VA facilities. And then a, a couple months ago, I got a letter, or excuse me, I got a phone call from one of the uh, one of the vets, he said, "Doc, I want to talk to you about the SOS diet." I said, "Hey, I appreciate your service. What can I help you with?" He said, "I want to give you some information. Oh, lay it on me." He said, "When you donated the books, my VA doctor gave me a copy of the book and said, look, 'Look, you're on the oral diabetic pills, okay? Because the guy was type two diabetes, but he didn't need insulin yet. He was on the pills.' And the and the doc looked him in the eye and said, "If you don't change, you're trending toward being on insulin.'" Now here, get on Doc's SOS, Stop Only Sugar Diet, and let's see what happens. In five months, he loses 29 pounds. Wow. And then he called me, and I said, well, I'm happy. Thank you for calling, and, and what can I answer? He said, I got some information for you. I said, lay it on me. <laughs> he said, as of today, five months on the SOS diet, I lost 29 pounds, 
my blood sugars are normal. When I started the diet, I was on five pills. I was on two diabetes pills. I was on two blood pressure pills, and I was on a, a, a statin that happened to be Lipitor for my cholesterol. Uh-huh. And as of today, the VA doctor wanted me to call you and tell you this. He just took me off all of my medications. I've been winding down. My blood sugars are normal. I lost 29 pounds, wow. and I'm not on any more medication. I almost fainted, and I said, well, thank you. Thank he was running a test, this, Doc. This, he, was one of your te- he was running a test for you. He, was. he absolutely was, and I was so proud of him, and uh, uh, and I, I, I could go on and on. I've got probably 100 people out there that I wouldn't give out any names that have lost more than 100 pounds, and everybody says, Doc, I don't even know I'm on a diet. I said, well, that's why I wrote the book. Here's all the rules on the SOS diet. Rule one is low sugar. Rule two is high fiber because fiber is good for you. And rule three is everybody's favorite rule because rule three is there's no more rules. Right. You know? <laughs> that's, that's my favorite rule. That's the best so rule So if ever. I get fiber in my diet, wow, that's pretty filling. I don't eat as much, but I'm not hungry. And if I get the sugar out of my diet, I don't even miss it after about two weeks. And I, I still can eat a lot of things that are sweet, taste sweet, and they're good for you. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Because we all need to remember that we live by choice, not by chance. And one of the biggest choices we make every day is what we choose to eat and, and to consume. And uh, it, it's just amazing, the success stories. I, I'm so gratified that, that uh, people are, you know, this thing is really taken off. And people and, and you almost can't look at any news <laughs> right. uh, in the in newspaper, on the radio, you know, and, and in on TV, they're talking about the evils of sugar, and we're talking about refined sugar. The sugar substitutes, they're all perfectly safe, or I wouldn't recommend them. And believe me, I looked at all that science, which, and, 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 and it's very, every one of them is very, very safe. Well, as I drink my coffee with my Splenda <clears throat> and my extra cream, we're going to take a break. I'm with Dr. James Sorrell author of SOS Diet Stop Only Sugar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. Stand by. Hey team, are you or do you know an aspiring songwriter or artist that needs coaching and direction on how to navigate the music business? Do you have a corporate event? festival or fundraiser that needs entertainment or event consulting let all access azar bring your vision to life and help you avoid the mistakes that can steer success off course with access to my a to z wealth of knowledge expertise and contacts in the entertainment business my team and i are ready to help you help assess what your goals are and identify the steps to get there I'll bring many years of expertise and network resources to help facilitate the success of your brand. To learn more about the wide range of services we offer, visit our website, aaazar.com. That's aaazar.com. Fill out the form that fits your needs, and we'll get back to you. Thanks a lot. It's easier than ever to hear Super Talk anywhere. Now you can get Super Talk Mississippi on Amazon Alexa devices. Just go to supertalk.fm slash Alexa to find out more. For news, politics, sports, and the good things happening in Mississippi, the conversation starts here. Check, check one. Where's all my volume? 
in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with the doctor in the house. I like having doctors in the house. I have a brother and a brother-in-law that are surgeons. And uh, this doctor, James Sorrell. Hey, doc, you started... Uh, you didn't start out being a doctor. You come from a family of physicians, right? But you chose a different path. Uh, take, take me back to uh, 10 years of doing something else and then deciding you wanted to do the doctor thing. Well, that, that's a great question. I was blessed to grow up in northern Michigan, what's called the Upper Peninsula. But my father was a country doctor, if you will, back then. He did everything. He'd go deliver a baby, go fix a broken leg, go check out, read an x-ray. And, and then my mother was a registered nurse, so it was really a medical family. I, I, I wanted to become a doctor, I thought, but I wasn't really certain of it. And then um, what happened is I went through, did some pre-med training and all, all of that kind of stuff. Then I got a job offer from the IBM Corporation um, uh, to you know get into IBM and computers and all that, which I, I really like. And so I accepted that job, and I actually worked for IBM for 10 years and then then maybe grew up enough to realize, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? So I went back and reapplied for medical school and took the uh, medical college admissions test again, did well enough on it to get accepted into medical school, and then, then did my four years of med school and, and then five years of general surgery training wow. and then a year of colorectal surgery training and it was interesting to have all that ibm experience because you know laptops and computers and everybody was getting a computer at yeah you were times. ahead of the game already <laughs> <laughs> and they said well we're going to start putting our uh, resident experience and doctor stuff on computers doc so we're, we're going to explain you how to do that. I said, it might be the other way around. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I really was, it was fun to be able to, to help even hospitals and medical yeah. practices convert over, you know, where everything was 14 pounds of paperwork for one office visit. You know? Wow, I know. And, yeah. The first time so that, ever. So that was really a benefit. I love it. We're talking to Dr. James Sorrell. He is the author of the SOS Stop Only Sugar Diet Doc. Okay, for our listeners out there who are not to the insulin shot yet, uh, even type one, because you know, like you said, it's like sort of known as juvenile juvenile diabetes, right? That's correct. Yes. Uh, okay. How do you people? You have to accept the fact that I'm ready to start doing this. So, wh- with your diet, where do they start? What they do is they they I say first I want to quiz you. I just told you all the rules on the SOS diet. If I'm talking to a patient or, or just a friend, I'll say, okay, rule one is low sugar, rule two is high fiber, and again, rule three is everybody's favorite rule. There's no more rules. Here's what you need to become. You need to become what I call a label reading detective. If I'm going to eat or drink something, I don't put it in my mouth or I don't consume it if I don't know how much sugar is in it. And people start reading labels and they, they it's kind of it, not like a game with them, but it becomes part of their shopping where they say, well, listen, I want to get like this yogurt versus that one. And they look at it and it's amazing the difference. You, you might pick up a, a, a yogurt if people like yogurt and they look at this cup of yogurt 
it's got 27 grams of sugar in it. The one next to it's got 6 grams of sugar, and essentially they taste the same. They might be a different brand or a different variety of it or what's added to it. Okay. Okay, I got to ask you so one what? thing real quick before you jump. I'm sorry because these are I, I have to understand along the way. What Absolutely. tells me that that's too much sugar? Because I don't know what six grams for for the common layperson trying to read a label. What is high there, or what is too much? What I what I tell people to do if you want to lose between five and eight pounds per month, then keep your refined sugar intake to less than say twenty grams a day. And that's okay. really pretty easy to do. If you keep it less than maybe 30 grams a day, you'll maintain your weight. And once people start reading labels, they say, well, for example, here's a salad dressing. I, I'm a big fan of Italian salad, salad right. dressing. It's got zero sugar in it. And someone else says, well, I like, I like this uh, uh, French dressing on my salad or whatever. Oh, wait a minute. It's got 13 or 15 grams of sugar in a teaspoon or something like that. Right, right. Well, what's the choice, you know? And, and there are, there are uh, varieties of everything that, that, uh, in salad dressings and condiments and what have you that are either zero sugar or low sugar. And now that's getting into more and more of the labeling. Mm. And then that brings up the other aspect. For a while, we were told to go on low-fat diets. Well, fortunately, that's gone bye-bye. And people realize, you know, you know, there's only one bad fat, and it's called trans fats. And guess what? It's the only fat that's human-made. Unsaturated fats, saturated fats, they're all very, very healthy. For example, and I know I'm off on a little tangent on no, fat, go, but go, I'll, go. I'll wrap it up with the human heart is surrounded with saturated fat, okay? And so it's not bad for you at all. In a low-fat diet, you could almost substitute the words high sugar. And fortunately, you know, we've, we've gotten away from it. So... Uh, to, to answer, like, how much sugar can I take in? Well, if once you become a label-reading detective, you say, well, gee, I'm going to try to, and I don't like people to write things down and keep score. Just just focus on low sugar. Just say, I'm, I'm going to focus on it. And there's so many recommendations in the book. And in, in, like I said, the SOS Diet book, if you read Chapter 4, it's the SOS Diet Essentials. Mm -hmm. It's 11 pages it right long. And it's everything you need to know about a lifelong healthy diet. And then it's, 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 we make it so complicated. You just lower the amount of sugar, refined sugar you're taking into about 20 grams a day. And then what you find is you're going to lose, without even knowing you're on a diet, if you will, you're going to lose about 5 to 8 pounds per month. It, it, I've got now thousands if not tens of thousands of people that are on the SOS diet, and they think it's too easy. I don't even know I'm on a diet because it's not really a diet. It's a simple lifestyle change. That's the key. That's the key. And then it's kind of fun to start reading labels, and you think, wow. The example I use, you know, fruits and vegetables are good for you. There are some exceptions. Tell me the for exceptions. Example, yeah, I want to know that. I'm, okay, for example, a cup of grapes and a cup is defined as eight ounces. A cup of grapes, or eight ounces of grapes, it's got about 15 grams of sugar, and, and there's not much fiber in, in grapes. So we look at a cup of raisin. Well, what is a raisin? Well, a raisin is a dehydrated grape. 
So it, 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 it's really a shrunken grape, if you will. Uh-huh. A cup of raisins, eight ounce, a cup of grapes, eight ounces, has about 15 grams of sugar. A cup of raisins has 116 grams of sugar. What? Okay. <laughs> exactly. We're talking to Dr. James Sorrell. Doc, who's given who's given the artificial sweeteners the uh, all the who's given it the bad name? Where the bad rap? A lot of that is coming subtly uh, and around the corner from the sugar industry, if you will. They're trying to protect themselves. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and and I don't like to say that, but it's the truth. So it's just, let's tell it like it is, okay? Yeah. And, and if someone says, well, you can't do that, you can't drink that Diet Pop, that's bad for you. I said, would you please, I, I've had this conversation a thousand times, would you please give me one scientific journal document or one scientific document that shows that sugar substitutes are are not safe? Mm-hmm. And no one has ever been able to come up with one because I've, looked at every one of them and and it's it they say well aspartame isn't good for you or the sugar substance aren't good for you i said okay why is that well it it causes uh, show me the scientific study okay and there aren't any out there the scientific studies prove that the sugar substitutes are safe now if someone has perhaps some side effects from it there's one uh, maybe five percent of people might get headaches with uh Aspartame. I'll say, well, just well, use Splenda. People say, well, that's all artificialized. Let me tell you how they make Splenda. Splenda is a sugar molecule, sucrose. And what they did is they took off just two OH atoms and put two chloride atoms on it. All of that is natural, okay? And what it does is chloride in, in an organic molecule makes it taste very, very sweet. I don't know why, but that's the way it it's is. the best, just FYI. A, te- a <laughs> teaspoon of Splenda, a, a full teaspoon of it, compared to a teaspoon of, of regular white sugar, mm-hmm. the Splenda is 600 times sweeter than the sugar. 600 yeah. times sweeter. So you know how much actual Splenda or sucralose you're getting in that little yellow packet? It's about... <laughs> 10 molecules, you know, it's right. really, so it, it's amazing, and there is zero, zero, zero health risk to any of the sugar substitutes, and I'm, I harp on that because I need to, kind of a thing. Uh, Doc, you, Mississippi's the birthplace of American music. You get to play DJ. We get to, we get to skip, uh, we get to take a break from uh, talking about healthy stuff and talk about healthy music. Uh, would you like to hear a little Mose Allison or a little Elvis Presley? Oh, give me some Elvis, please, or whatever you'd like, or yourself. <laughs> no, no, I love you. I know I'm not included in this thing. This show's about everybody else but me. We're talking to Dr. James Sorrell, author of SOS, Stop Only Sugar Diet. Let's hear some Elvis. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I get the ball when the game's on the line. I'm Steve Azar. I have the doctor in the house. 
Dr. James Sorrell, author of the SOS Stop Only Sugar Diet. Doc, I got to ask you, what took you so long to find the calling, do you think? Well, I, I, I kind of always wanted to be a doctor, but when I, I kind of finished my undergraduate, because uh, my dad was a doctor, I grew up, my mother was a registered nurse, and, and, and I grew up in that environment. But to be very honest about it, I, I really wasn't mature enough to, to go to medical school when I graduated from my undergrad, and I got this... Uh, I got this job at IBM, and I became a yeah. marketing executive at IBM and uh, uh, was very successful there. And then um, uh, I just had this longing, and then I finally, frankly, matured enough to know this is not what I want to do with the rest of my life. I can help a lot of people, or I hope I can help a lot of people by becoming a, a medical doctor, a physician. So I went back and retook the medical college admissions test and did well on it because I was mature enough to do some, you know, some, some good studying finally, <laughs> and then got accepted into med school and then, then went on from there. So, uh, I love it. and then I become fascinated, became fascinated, fascinated with the human digestive system. Because chapter if you eight, look at, that's what I'm looking <laughs> at right now. I'm looking at chapter eight, the human di- digestive system. I'm glad you said, you said simplified. You said, this is not rocket science. It's just digestion. But, but my question is with all the body types, metabolism rates, all this, how does this, this is exactly, I love it because I'm at chapter eight right now. So I'm glad you brought it up. So how, with, with that said, how does that work for everyone? What we need to do is think of the human digestive system, regardless of your body size or whatever. Most of our metabolism rates are similar, but there are some people that could eat all day long and they never gain a pound because they have a higher metabolism rate. There's those of us that have a slower metabolism rate and maybe don't exercise much so that they put on the pounds when they take in, you know, more energy than they need. So it it varies a little bit. But I tell people... Here's what I want you to do. Think of the human digestive system as your internal food processing unit. Now, let's not make it complicated, okay? If it's your internal food processing unit or food processing factory, every factory, you know, has an entrance into it. Okay, it has a receiving department, a processing department, and then it has has a waste disposal system, if you will. So... Just think of the digestive system. What I take in will go in my stomach. Mm -hmm. It'll start to get processed. And as it goes through the small intestine, that's where it all gets absorbed. And then when it goes into your colon and then ultimately down to your rectum, you know, where where the stool stays till you have a bowel movement. So so we have a, a receiving department, a stomach. Small intestine is the processing department where all of our nutrition essentially gets absorbed. And then... The colon is the waste disposal system, if you will. So I feel like we're like, I feel like we're like a, a manufacturing company right now. Our bodies, <laughs> you're you're running this. <laughs> exactly. I like how you I like how you're uh, <laughs> you articulating. When people think of that, they say, "Oh, well, that makes sense." I said, <laughs> "But we need to take care of it, okay?" And that's where my concept of of the of the fiber comes in. Most of us think we get enough fiber in our diet, but most of us don't. So I'm a big fan of the fiber supplements such as Metamucil or Benafiber or any of them. But, and again, I demand that they, they are the sugar-free fiber substitutes, mm-hmm. okay? Or, excuse me, fiber supplements, you know, kind of thing. And then because fiber is something that we ingest, 
take into our body that we can't digest. So the body is saying, why am I doing this fiber? Fiber is like we just ate a sponge. All it does in your body is absorb liquid. Well, guess what? If I'm having diarrhea, I get too much liquid in my digestive system. What does the fiber do if it's a sponge? It absorbs the extra liquid and slows you down. Now, what if I'm having constipation? Well, if I eat something that acts like a sponge, it pulls water into my colon and speeds me up. So fiber should never, ever be thought of as a laxative. Mm. It should be thought of as a bowel normalizer. And frankly, I recommend it probably 10 times more frequently for people with diarrhea and irritable bowel syndrome, that kind of stuff. Because the fiber absorbs all that extra fluid in there, and they start having formed bowel movements. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Talking so, to Dr. James Sorrell, I'm starting to understand this way too much, too well. Way too well, Doc. <laughs> You're doing great. I have really appreciate it, and your questions and comments are just right on target. I love it. <laughs> well, okay, wait a minute. So let me ask you this. If, okay, if you're not, if you are the type that can eat anything and not gain weight, can you get, I'm probably asking stupid questions, but I, I, I don't know the answer to this. Is obesity tied directly to type 2, or can you get type 2 and not be obese, but have way too much sugar intake? Make sense? Yes, you can. But type 2 diabetes is is linked certainly to obesity and overweight. Okay, but you can get it even with with a normal body weight, if you will. But it's much more uncommon because people that type 2 diabetics, if they tend to lose weight, they may be able to drop off from insulin into the uh, diabetes tablets, if you will which is a little easier. And again, I've got patients that are patients, friends, not necessarily patients, book readers that are no longer diabetic because they quit eating all that sugar. They lose the weight. And, 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 and I've got probably hundreds of them that have told me, I'm no longer diabetic. I cannot believe it. Well, now, Doc, you need to, this needs to be, to, have you done talk shows, uh, like national talk shows, um, well, I, I, I do a lot of them locally. I do a lot of TV stuff. I do a, you know, a, a TV, you know, periodically here in the, here in the Upper Peninsula. And I, I've been on a couple of the TV shows in the Detroit area. But that's what I really want to do is get on and get the message out because we're, we make it just that we make diets so complicated and they don't have to be. Low sugar, high fiber, you don't need to know anything else because the big culprit in the great American diet is sugar because of this consumption of an average, average in the United States of consuming 42 teaspoons of sugar, refined sugar, every day. I'm not going to scream conspiracy theory, okay? (laughs) We're with Dr. James Sorrell, but, but with... So many powerful brands out there, companies, right, that have all these, have all of these tried and true sort of go-to name brands, right? I mean, yes. I mean, what's the battle there? Well, the, the, there, there's. If you look at, for example, let's take uh, the beverage industry. Okay. All right. For today, diet pop, diet soda pop, sells more than regular soda pop, and to me, that is a blessing. For the people, if you will. 
And then there's still people saying, well, oh, those diet, those fake sugars, don't eat that. And I see somebody that maybe is 20 to 40 to 50 pounds overweight, and I see them drinking a regular pop. Right. And I say, you got that, uh, you know, you got like a 20-ounce bottle of regular soda pop. You are just, you just had 18 teaspoons of sugar, okay? Wow. It's almost, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and a teaspoon of sugar has about, uh, a teaspoon has maybe, you know, five grams. So that, that bottle of regular pop might have 60 to 70 grams of sugar in it. It's about uh, mm. three or four days worth of sugar versus a diet pop. And the sugar substitutes don't get absorbed. They say, well, they're bad for you. Well, how can they be bad for you? The body looks at it and says, I don't even know what that is, so I'm just going to get rid of it. I'll send it down. Right. <laughs> I'll send it down out in the urine, whatever. Right, right. So the diet, the diet sodas are much healthier. And then you look at some of the sport drinks. One of my favorites is a product. It's, it's called Powerade Zero. There's Gatorade and Powerade. Well, if you don't get the one that says zero, and frankly the zero stands for zero sugar, you're going to get a bucket full of sugar. Well, if you're playing in the Super Bowl, I got no problem with that. Right. But if you're just driving down the road, where's the sugar going to go? Yeah. Well, let's talk about how the body processes sugar. Every one of the 40 trillion, 40 trillion cells in our body uses glucose or biochemical sugar for energy. If I take in too much sugar, the body uses the sugar for our instant energy, for our day-to-day activity. But the body recognizes, oh, I, need, I may need that sugar. It will not let one molecule of glucose go out of the body. It puts it in the sugar warehouse. What's our sugar warehouse? Unfortunately, it's called body fat. So all of that extra glucose, the body will never get rid of one molecule of glucose or sugar. It'll store it. It'll either use it for instant energy or store it. Now, if I don't take in a lot of sugar, okay? Right. If I don't take in a lot of sugar, where we, I got 40 trillion cells in my body screaming to the body saying, where's our fuel? We need some energy. What's going on here, body? Get with the program. The body says, don't worry about it. I got a warehouse full of it. <laughs> the body now, on a low-sugar diet, has to burn body fat. Has to burn body fat to get glucose for the 40 trillion cells. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. We're going to take a break. I'm with Dr. James Sorrell, author of SOS Diet Stop Only Sugar. You're in Mississippi Minute. Stand by. Yeah, baby, come on, you good. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I hope it's not too late. There's still so much to say to you. I keep running into walls. I'm Steve Azar. I have a doctor in the house. Dr. James Sorrell, author of the SOS, Stop Only Sugar Diet. You do uh, articulate your message uh, in a very simple way, and it's this simple in your book. Now, I'm reading something in Chapter 11. Okay, so okay. fast food. 
uh, friend, foe, or maybe just fast. Okay, now here's here's my question and here's my dilemma. When you're on the road and you're playing a show and it's hard to eat before a show and all that and you're done and you get on the road, sure. there's nothing open but fast food. When you're a, when you're a parent and your kid's playing a sporting event and you're on the road and you're an hour and a half from home, there's nothing but Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, Popeye's. You know, that's, that's the only thing that's open. And so you, you, you have to eat, and then all of a sudden you go and you do that. So tell me uh, how bad is fast food for you versus uh, sugar? And, and then is the sugar in the fast food? What sugars are in fast food that you, you should avoid? Okay, very, very excellent question. All right. For example... Uh, I once did a study when I was uh, down in, in, in Lower Michigan. I did this study on, uh, uh, for example, the quality of the beef. We happened to choose McDonald's. We went and looked at the quality of the beef that was used to make McDonald's hamburger, and it was as good as any grade A steak beef that we could find. Okay? So the quality is there. Now, it depends like anything else. We live by choice, not by chance. So if I'm going to McDonald's or one of the other places, one of my favorites is I order the little chicken nuggets, if you will. Yeah, they're good. Because it's all <laughs> premium white chicken. You won't find any dark meat in any of the chicken nuggets at McDonald's. I'm not pushing McDonald's, but right. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan of theirs. If I were to go to McDonald's and had some kids, I'd get them a burger, but I wouldn't get them a lot of fries because what are potatoes? I mean, they could have a few. Maybe, maybe if you got two or three kids, they could split some fries. But in kids, we don't have to worry about it too much. If they're going to a sporting event, if they aren't overweight, fine, let them have it. Let them have it. But um, you got to understand that potatoes are starch. Well, what is starch? Starch is a string of sugar molecules. Okay. But Doc, those so McDonald's fries are so good. Yeah, I know. So and and so once a week, do anything you want. Okay. But right. for the most part. Like if I'm on the road doing something, I'm going to give a talk, I might stop at McDonald's. I'd order Diet, diet Pop, okay, or a cup of coffee. And uh, I would then say, I'd like a box of 10 chicken nuggets. Oh, do you want the fries with them? Nope, no thank you. Okay, and I'd get a little sauce with it, dip it in the sauce. There right. you go. Extremely filling, very, very nutritious. Okay, so at fast food, and that's why I put that chapter in there, is fast food bad? No, it's it's fast, but it's only bad depending on what you choose to order. Wow. We live by choice, not by chance. So don't overdo the potatoes, but once in a while, I mean, you know, you know McDonald's and, and, and Burger King, and a lot of them, they, they all have high-quality food. They've got quality standards that are really, really very good. So... Uh, it, again, it's by choice, and I order the more protein things. And if you want to order like a quarter pounder, you don't necessarily have to eat the whole bun because the bun is, is, is white. You can take the bun off and eat it as a burger steak, if you will. Those, right. those kinds of things. Right, those maybe save half the – you get rid of maybe half the bun, and, that, and that'll do some good as well, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure, for it's sure. So good, though. I'm not. I'm not afraid of a good quarter. Actually, when I I do a double quarter pounder, is that bad that I have an extra piece of meat on there? 
Well, the only thing I found about that, because I love it too, but I couldn't <laughs> open my mouth wide enough to take a bite out of it. <laughs> it's funny, as a kid, it used to be triples. I mean, I'd go like, I mean, it was crazy what I could eat oh, as a kid. You'd have to sit on it for a while so you could take a bite out of it and get it smaller. Oh, and then I got to let you know that I figured out the name of the Mexican National Telephone Company. What is that? Taco Bell. Uh, that's pretty good. Hey, Doc, I can't thank you enough. How do they find you, Doc, in the book? Well, the, most of them, it's a big seller on Amazon, and, and, and Amazon is, is a great uh, a great organization in my judgment in terms of, uh, you know, if you order it, just put in SOS Diet you know, book, and then put my name in there throughout, because there's other people trying to, to borrow that SOS name, and there's some copyright issues going on. Yeah. But it's the SOS, Stop Only Sugar Diet, and you get it on Amazon, and uh, and, and, and other bookstore chains, are, you know, do carry it as well. But so many people now, um, uh, you know, just order stuff online. And uh, that's probably the, the best place to get it, and they'll get it to you in a couple of days. Well, Doc, we could talk for a month, and uh, but I want people to really – I really appreciate you taking the time because diabetes, diabetes, diabetes is a huge issue. And where I live uh, and uh, obviously throughout the country, um, and uh, we got to watch – we got to watch what we eat and how we eat it. And this is uh, – it's been enlightening for me. And so, people, you got to go out and you got to – Download or buy the book SOS Stop Only Sugar Diet by Dr. James Sorrell. You heard it here on In a Mississippi Minute. Blessings to all you guys uh, and uh, have a good one. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. It's easier than ever to hear Super Talk anywhere. Now you can get Super Talk Mississippi on Amazon Alexa devices. Just go to supertalk.fm slash Alexa to find out more. For news, politics, sports, and the good things happening in Mississippi, the conversation starts here. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.